This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the state education system is getting serious about civics. The governor has approved three bills to revamp civics instruction in Florida schools. We want to be known as the number one state for civic literacy in the nation. Uh, And today we're going to sign three bills that address key pillars of our civic literacy efforts. One bill orders the Department of Education to revamp the entire civics curriculum from kindergarten through the end of high school. But there's more. The bill also expands our previous efforts in civics to add a requirement for the high school government class that um, students receive instruction on the evils of communism and totalitarian ideologies. Another bill signed by the governor prohibits colleges and universities from excluding speakers with unpopular viewpoints. It's the Florida GOP's response to longstanding claims that conservatives are being canceled on campus by liberal professors. And House Speaker Chris Sproul says it's more than just political posturing. We are at great risk as a nation and as a state on the lack of intellectual diversity that is on our university campuses. The president of the Florida Senate shares that concern. During a speech to members of the Board of Governors of the state university system, Wilton Simpson said universities are out of step with the rest of the state. We always hear about the liberal parts of the university system. I've had a lot of discussions with many of you about the socialism factories that um, we appear to have in the the state of Florida. And, um, you know, you have inputs and then the out what comes out of that is much substantially different than society as as a whole. On a lighter note, the Senate president advised members of the Board of Governors not to kill their annoying teenagers. And by the way, if you don't kill your children, um, they will eventually have grandchildren, which is much better. You'll hear the entire quote later in the show during the Florida Man segment. We'll also have the story of a Florida man who's being fined $2,500 because he cut the wrong nut. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Wednesday, June 23rd. This is National Hydration Day, National Porridge Day, National Pink Day, and National Typewriter Day. Because it was on this date in 1868 that a Pennsylvania man named Christopher Latham Scholes patented the first commercially successful typewriter. In 1938, the first marine land opened in Florida on 20 acres south of St. Augustine. It was called Marine Studios, an oceanarium that could be used to film marine life. Several movies were filmed at the park, including 1954's Creature from the Black Lagoon. The iconic attraction enjoyed several decades as one of Florida's most popular tourist destinations, well, until SeaWorld opened in 1973 near Disney World. On this date in 2016, the Brexit referendum was held and voters in the United Kingdom decided to leave the European Union. And one year ago today, 125 pilots were grounded by Pakistan International Airlines after revelations that many had cheated on exams or actually had fake licenses. Governor Ron DeSantis travels to Three Oaks Middle School in Lee County to sign three new laws to beef up civic education in grades K through 12 and require colleges and universities to stop shielding their students from unpopular opinions. We want to have, uh, we want to be known as the number one state for civic literacy in the nation. It's crucial to ensure that we teach our students how to be responsible citizens. Uh, They need to have a, a good working knowledge of American history, American government, and the principles uh, that underlie our Constitution and Bill of Rights. And these efforts are needed. A recent survey found that only two in five American adults can correctly name the three branches of government. Uh, More than a third of Americans cannot name any of the rights that are protected by the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. 
And in 2018, a poll found that only 36% of Americans could pass a multiple choice version of the citizenship test that our naturalized uh, citizens have to take before becoming American citizens. And so uh, we've got a lot of work to do. And what I'd like to remind people is, is as we do all these important things, I mean, you know, reading, writing, math, all the different sciences, all this stuff, it's very important. Once students graduate high school, some will go to college, some of them will do other things, and we're big supporters of vocational education and some of the other alternative pathways. Uh, whatever you do, this civics is going to be relevant because you are going to be a citizen. You're going to have to discharge the duties of citizenship, and we want people to be able to do that uh, with a very strong foundation. One of the new laws is House Bill 5, also known as Portraits in Patriotism. It requires the state education department to develop a new civics curriculum from kindergarten through the 12th grade. The bill also expands our previous efforts in civics to add a requirement for the high school government class that um, students receive instruction on the evils of communism and totalitarian ideologies. Now, as part of this bill, Florida will create a portraits and patriotism library so students can learn about real patriots who came to this country after seeing the horrors of these communist regimes. The portraits and patriotism part of that bill came from Representative Ardian Zika of Land O'Lakes, who will probably end up in the gallery. America is a big place, uh, a place of big dreams and unique achievements where your place of beginning doesn't determine your place of becoming. I'm an American who began my American journey as an immigrant from Kosovo, and I'm proud to stand here today and tell you that I'm a proud American and a product of America's exceptionalism. When I came to America, I found a place to long for. I found a place to live, but more importantly, I found a place to love and fulfill my God-given potential. America is a unique place. Many, many immigrants from the time this nation was founded have come to our shores hungry for hope and thirsty for a better tomorrow. But because of America, the, that hunger was satisfied and that thirst was quenched. The question in front of us is very simple. Should we tell that story to children, to our children with generations to come? My answer is yes. Under House Bill 5, we have an opportunity to tell our American story to our children in Florida, from many who have hailed from countries around the world, have come to America, and have begun a new, new chapter in life and live in the American dream. Only in America this is possible. The governor also signed a bill designed to give conservatives a safe space on campus. They've been complaining for years about being shut out by colleges and universities that are indoctrinating students into liberals. House Speaker Chris Sproul says House Bill 233 would require intellectual freedom and viewpoint diversity on campus. We are at great risk as a nation and as a state on the lack of intellectual diversity that is on our university campuses. You know, you hear a lot about things like critical race theory. You hear a lot of things about the 1619 Project. What you don't hear a lot about from our universities is the thing that matters the most, the diversity of thought, the diversity of ideas. We have decided that one ideological standard will, will win the day. But the thing is, we're losing because we're not having real conversations. And some people watching will probably think to themselves, well, you know, those are a couple of Republicans talking about what they talk about. The reality is there's a great book called The Coddling of the American Mind. And it's all about an analysis of higher education throughout the United States of America and how since 2013, individuals who are going to their universities have been deprived 
of what so many of us had the benefit of, and that is to rigorous debates where we could say things, sometimes silly things, so that we could test out ideas to find out what it is we truly believe in. And that's what the intellectual diversity bill that Representative Roach and Representative Rodriguez, who are, or Senator Rodriguez, who are here today, that's what they champion, to make sure that we, as agents of accountability, are making sure that our universities provide these kids, when they get to the universities, the opportunity to thrive and to engage in what is something that is uniquely American, and that is the exchange of ideas. Meanwhile, the president of the state Senate says Florida universities have to do a better job teaching students about the realities of the business world. Senator Wilton Simpson of Trilby told members of the Board of Governors the universities are known as factories of socialism and students need to know more about capitalism and basic economics. We always hear about the liberal parts of the university system. And so me, it was about how do we make sure that our university system reflects the values of our you know, private industry and private businesses, and how do we educate to make sure that we're preparing those students? Because, you know, 30, 40 years ago, you might have two or three jobs in your entire career, sometimes one. Today, you might have two or three jobs in one year. And um, the half-life on jobs today are, you know, a, a year or less in a lot of cases, with all the new startups, with all the new technology and things that are happening. So you have to prepare students different today and I think that, you know, I've, I've had a lot of discussions with many of you about the socialism factories that um, we appear to have in the, in the state of Florida. And, um, you know, you have inputs and then the out, what comes out of that is much substantially different than society as a, as a whole. So I think it's very important to make sure that all sides are being debated at the university level. And it's exactly the right time to be doing that. And these young minds and informative, they're going to go out into a career and if you've only got one or the other side, doesn't matter a conservative side or a liberal side, you are not equipped to work in today's um, companies. You're just not equipped. So you need to have that vigorous debate. You need to have um, you know, that energy on a campus where everyone feels comfortable with that vigorous debate. And I think that ultimately ends up with the best product when you have that debate because people can then form their own opinions, but at least when they go get a job, they will be informed on where they're going and we think about the pandemic, and we we've sometimes now are glossing over it like it's completely behind us, and it's, we're, it's definitely in the rearview mirror. But imagine it shutting the entire economy down and then keeping it shut down for just till, the last, till about a month ago, as many other states did, and the impact that it would have on our students and the future leaders of this, um, not only this state, but of the world. And so I think having a system in place to um, make sure that we're educating our college graduates and university graduates that you're going to have these types of operations, right? You're going to have pandemics. You're going to have great recessions. Um, God forbid we have another depression, but we could have had the feds maybe have not taken such extreme measures in the last um, 12, 14 months. Um, we could have had a great depression. There's no question about that from an economic challenge. And then what does that create? So creating an environment of understanding um, at, at all those high levels, I think, are important. But most, most college kids don't balance their budget yet internally. They don't understand the mechanism, the basic ABCs of um, paying their bills every month. And I think there's, there's some of that logic that's in, and maybe common sense that's got to be brought back into the curriculum to make sure that we are graduating students that are well-rounded, not only in liberal arts, but also in business. 
And if we're not doing those things, and we're still not equipping those um, young people of how when they go out to get their first job, of how they're going to manage themselves and their budget as they leave. And so I think there are a lot of challenges that the um, university system faces, primarily because it, uh, the system that was originally built was built um, to where you would graduate and you would go to work for one or two companies in a lifetime. And today we're graduating everyone that's gonna probably work for 10 companies in their first five years. So I think it's a different matrix, it's a different paradigm. And then you throw in recessions and great recessions and pandemics and all of those things. And it really gets to be a um, overwhelming process. The Board of Governors continues its meeting at 10 o'clock today. They'll be voting on the appointments of new presidents at Florida State University and New College of Florida and the reappointments of the existing presidents at Florida Polytechnic and Florida International. The Florida Citrus Commission meets at 9 in Bartow. The Florida Commission on Offender Review meets at 9.30. The Education Estimating Conference meets at 9.30. The Blue-Green Algae Task Force meets at 10 in West Palm Beach. The Florida Ports Council Financing Commission meets by conference call at 10. The Citizens Property Insurance Corporation Consumer Services Committee meets online at 1. Trustees of South Florida State College meet at 1 in Avon Park. Trustees of Hillsborough Community College hold a workshop at 2.30, followed by a board meeting at 4. Trustees of the College of Central Florida meet at 3 in Ocala and trustees of Lake Sumter State College hold a workshop at 4.30, followed by a board meeting at 5 in Leesburg. A Florida man who works as an egg farmer and a state senator has some sage words of advice for frustrated parents. Senate President Wilton Simpson says don't kill those annoying teenagers. He told the Board of Governors there is a better way. And by the way, if you don't kill your children, um, they will eventually have grandchildren, which is much better. And, um, and so that's a good reason not to. If you've got 15, 16 year olds at home now, let them live. Um, 10, 15 years from now, they'll have grandkids and it'll all be worth it. You will forget what happened. And finally today, a Florida man has been fined $2,500 for operating on the wrong nut. The State Board of Medicine also issued what's known as a letter of concern to Tampa urologist Dr. Paul Fernandez Crespo. His patient was supposed to have surgery on his left testicle to remove enlarged scrotal veins that can lead to erectile problems. But the doctor marked the other testicle and didn't realize he made a mistake until after performing surgery on the wrong one. So he ended up operating on both. Along with the fine, Florida man will have to take a course in medical risk management and give a one-hour lecture on wrong site surgeries. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics. Music